This is OPI Talk, the voice of the business products industry. Hello and welcome to another episode of OPI Talk with me, Andy Braithwaite. Now, while I was in Chicago for the OPI Global Forum recently, I had the pleasure of visiting the head office of Independent Suppliers Group in Rosemont. That gave me the opportunity to catch up with new ISG CEO James Rogers and find out his initial thoughts on the group and the challenges and opportunities he sees for the independent dealer channel. Yeah, James, so you're not a stranger to the office products industry, are you? I think you spent some time with United. I did, yeah. Uh, back in, I can say back in the day, it wasn't probably, probably wasn't that long ago. Maybe 15 years ago. Okay. So. Yeah. So just tell us a little bit about your experience at United. Sure. Uh, or Ascendant, as it's now called. As, yeah. as it now is. Um, started off in the marketing department at United and was brought in uh, to be part of a marketing effort through United to help rebrand uh, First Call United Dealers. So Innovative was part of that, Neos, Admiral, and I offered more tactical support, but it gave me a good opportunity to understand distribution, understand wholesale, understand the independent dealer channel. Uh, and I was in uh, United Corporate for about a year and an opportunity to join uh, the Chicago sales team with United opened up, and, and that was a rarity, right? Uh, some of those uh, representatives were well-seasoned, well-tenured, and positions didn't uh, come up often. So I was fortunate enough to start uh, just small with United and work with a small base of uh, Chicago-based dealers in the independent dealer channel. Um, was able to grow my accounts, my territory, and, and just my knowledge uh, of the channel. Uh, absolutely loved it. Uh, wanted to keep you know, progressing in my career in, in distribution and an opportunity with Legas came up. At that time, Legas was still independent of uh, United Stationers and um, didn't was a bit unsure of what <laughs> I was getting into uh, at the time. And it turned out to be a pivotal moment in my career just to understand a different channel mm. and how a different channel utilizes wholesale, uh, how they go to market, um, and just all the different value that they would find from partnering with, you know, like gas or the manufacturers and and what they needed. So uh, eventually, United Legas brought that all back into one, and that's where I ended my career with Ascendant was uh, running the Midwest sales team for both OP dealers uh, mm. and JNC and distributors historically from Legas. Okay. I think we might come back to that experience sure. later because it's it sounds sounds pretty relevant. And then I think you were at Network Services. For yeah. Us, yeah, Network Distribution. Uh, yeah. They they did rebrand. Network mm. uh, was an incredible opportunity for me. Um, it, you know, I, I was fortunate at Legas and Ascendant. I had at that time Network was I believe seventy six members, and I had thirty two members in my geography. So I knew them well. I'd become friends with them, uh, understood their business a little bit better. Uh, and, and an opportunity came up at Network to run their importing division. And uh, if you're not familiar with Network, the leadership team there is incredible. Uh, they have so much experience. Uh, they taught me so much, both from a professional standpoint, but also a business standpoint. 
uh, and they really helped grow my career, both from just knowledge of the channel, but also uh, for me personally, just executive leadership and really help define what you know some of the values are and how we can help support our members and our suppliers. So yeah. invaluable experience for sure. Yeah. For some of our listeners outside the US, just tell us what Network is and what it does. Yeah, so Network Distribution is uh, the GNCN channel's largest buying group. Uh, they have some members that people are pretty familiar with, uh, Imperial Dade, Brady Envoy, uh, but it, to this point about, uh, I believe, 80 so other members, uh, mostly primary uh, in their market. They're the dominant distributors in there. Uh, and we would help develop all sorts of different buying programs for them. We would focus on national account sales uh, that we would use our distributors for last mile delivery. Uh, but pretty similar to ISG, any way that we can help return value and help bolster their business, Network was a, a key partner to them uh, in their business. Okay, so experience of office products distribution, Jansan distribution, mm -hmm. uh, and buying groups. And buying groups, yeah. Yeah, so it sounds like ISG is a good fit for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, you know, when I, when I first, uh, Paul McKinney was my first uh, conversation uh, about this. And I had actually called on Eeks uh, back in my ascendant days. So I had familiarity with them. And, you know, just the opportunity and where the IDC is trying to go and how they utilize ISG uh, is a value add in their business. Mm. You know, once these conversations happen, they just snowball. Yeah. It became, it, the, the opportunity of this position really revealed itself, you yeah. know, from every conversation. Was it something that you, you, you'd seen that the, the, the job was open and you, you actively took, took steps or were you approached? I, I, I was approached. Uh, it, you know, it was really hard to leave network, you know. Uh, I loved network, I loved the team I had, I loved our suppliers, our members, I loved everything about it. So I was not actively looking. Um, and, you know, it, it, it sort of starts with, well, what's the harm in one conversation <laughs> and, and just blossoms from there. And I guess the rest, you know, becomes history. But, but really why I, I felt like this is the best opportunity to come back. It, it really centers around the IDC. Um, you know, not only the familiarity that I have with them and, you know, the comfort level of knowing, you know, your membership, at least initially to come back in. but when when you think about all the challenges uh, that are facing the channel, not just the IDC, but you know the channel, and they're well documented. We heard plenty of mm -hmm. them this week uh, at the Global Forum. But when you think about that, and, and you really pare back who the IDC is, you know they're a tenacious, creative, and opportunistic bunch that has already taken incredible steps to uh, prove out their differentiation to enrich and grow their business, to really you know, take the pivotal steps to help capitalize on these, on these challenges. I, I b truly believe that the IDC has the best opportunity to come through these challenges. And it's not gonna be easy mm. by any means. And there's gonna be winners and there's gonna be some all, you know, air quote losers on that. But um, I, I really think most broadly speaking, the IDC is the best opportunity to capitalize on that. Okay, we might talk about some of those opportunities sure. in a second. Now you've got this handover period with Mike Gentili. I yep. think you started on 1st of October? About 30 days, uh, October 2nd, yep. Okay, so 
what are you doing over, with him over, for the remaining few weeks or what, what, what have you been doing since this beginning of October? Yeah, um, you know, the timing in some regards was absolutely perfect, right? So if you think about it, I've had a couple board meetings, I've had Industry Week, mm -hmm. I've had the OPI Global Forum, yeah. ISSA is yeah. right around the corner, uh, and we're in the midst of strategic planning. So it's, it's not really putting a toe in the water, it's, mm -hmm. it's diving in head first. <laughs> Uh, into the shallow side of the pool, but it's created a great opportunity to get out and most broadly in a short amount of time, meet with our members, uh, meet with our key suppliers, uh, meet with our industry affiliates, and, and really just get immersed in the direction of the business. Mm. So the, I don't, you know, while the timing might not have been uh, from a calendar perspective ideal, uh, from just the timing of getting a sense of the overall direction and, uh, and where we want to take the organization, it's been absolutely opportunistic. Okay, good. Nice, nice segue into my next question about where you're going to lead the organization. Is there a mandate from the board to, to go in, in a certain direction? Well, um, let me start by talking a little bit about ISG and where I see it now. And I think that'll mm. transition well into where we can take this. I think as I've gotten immersed into independent suppliers group, the first thing you notice is the team, right? Uh, from top to bottom, we're incredibly strong, incredibly driven. And when you look at our executive leadership team, there's a tremendous amount of experience there, which I think is, is key. Um, everybody is extremely close to the members. Uh, you really pick that up right away. And so every decision that's made around here truly is made with the voice of the membership in mind, uh, which is, I think, an incredible asset to us. Um, from a, uh, a security and health standpoint, uh, ISG is really strong. Uh, from uh, uh, the standpoint of having a productive and strong relationships with our suppliers, we're in a great position. So. We're growing in the categories we want to grow in uh, that are strategic, both in Jansan, MRO. We're creating new resources and capabilities like our ad marketplace uh, that's going to help uh, uh, our members diversify and grow in these categories. So that really sets the foundation of where we want to go. And, and we're really fortunate that we've got a progressive um, and an eager and supportive board who wants to make some, some bold moves, right? They, uh, what's really impressed them, uh, what's really impressed me the most about our board uh, is they truly are able to put on their IDC and ISG hat. You know, they can think beyond their own borders or their own market. And they're adamant about taking the next bold step, right? So uh, we want to make sure that we're in a position to help bolster all of our members' business, right? We, we think that ISG has a responsibility to our membership uh, to be a partner uh, in their growth. So a lot of things are on the table, a lot of things we want to consider. The strategic planning that we're going through now is really going to be pivotal for us. It's going to help us set the direction for the next two years at least mm. on where we want to go. Uh, obviously not too much I can divulge at this yeah. point and certainly we're at the early stages. Um, but you know we want to look at talent, we want to look at technology, we want to look at diversification, we want to look at industry affiliations. Mm to take us to the next level. Okay. Do you think there's a perception, possibly within the membership itself, that the programs and the things that you do as a group are are 
balanced in favor of the larger dealers? Yeah, it's, it's a great question, right? Because when you look at really who we are in the balance we carry, it's a wide spectrum. You don't have 777, or, I'm sorry, 770 members uh, that are all uniform and look and go to market the same way. It just, that would be a little too idealistic and a little mm. too easy for me. Uh, so we do have to come up with programs that address the needs of all of our members, right? And whether that expands programs through wholesale, whether that expands programs through direct buy, whether that expands uh, anything that helps our members have surety of supply and a better way to market, we've, we've got to look at it. Mm. Okay. So anything more you can share about your plans from the 1st of January after you know, Mike, Mike will no longer be around, you'll be, yeah. you'll have full responsibility yeah, sure. yourself. What, what, what are some of the things that you're, you're looking to achieve in yeah. the, the first few months or even next year as a whole? Whenever I start working without a net, huh? Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, so what I promised uh, our, our constituents at Industry Week is that I had to temper myself a little bit, right? <laughs> uh, I, I'm an eager kind of guy. If I see something, I want to go get it done. And I, I, I still want to maintain that level of intensity and passion, but I also recognize because of the size of our membership, because of the challenges, because of you know the opportunity at hand, I'm going to temper myself a little bit. And I, want, I really want to get out and seek to learn from our members and from our suppliers and from our industry affiliates really about where to your earlier point, what what addresses the needs of the broadest spectrum of our membership, where we can have the most impact, what's important to their business and how we can help support that. And that's the same for our members, our suppliers, and again, our industry affiliates. You know, we wanna make sure that we're able to provide growth opportunities, meaningful growth opportunities to our membership. We wanna make sure that we're showing uh, a return uh, that our suppliers make on the investment in ISG and how can we better align ourselves with our industry affiliates? You know, how mm. can we create a more efficient, uh, 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 just industry overall for our membership? Mm. So, uh, you know, to answer your question, I'm going to continue to get out there. I'm going to continue to learn. We have a lot of uh, uh, planning to do. Uh, in the meantime, right? We've got a lot of committees that are joining here to help provide better direction from the member perspective on our supplier alignments, on our program alignments. All great opportunities, uh, but in the meantime, I want to keep getting out there and really just hearing from the broadest amount of constituents I can. Mm. How do you think your knowledge of the Jansan distribution space will benefit ISG? You know, it's it's probably obviously the question I get asked the most, right? From uh, from members, from suppliers. Um, you know, I, I'm happy to have any conversation uh, with anybody on, on, you know, some of the perspectives I have on that channel where I see the growth opportunities. Um, you know, I think that there is an opportunity for uh, the IDC, for our membership to really, uh, you know, not just have a Me Too program in the channel, but really create true differentiation. Um, and, and some members are going to take it all the way you know, down the rabbit hole as we saw from, you know, Kevin Johnson mm. uh, earlier this week. I mean, what a tremendous mm. success story, yeah. you know, he's built over at Warehouse Direct. Um, and some members are gonna take it a little bit differently and that's okay. You know, again, it goes back to uh, building a program that meets the broadest, you know, spectrum of our member needs. Mm. Um, but there are 
unique opportunities in the channel that I think I have a unique perspective on that I hope to share with our members, mm -hmm. right? Um, and where they can capitalize on market opportunities. Consolidation is affecting a lot of people in a lot of markets, so how to potentially capitalize on that. How to utilize uh, national and secondary supplier resources to go uh, uh, win new business. And also just you know create some connection points. I think that's really where I see an immediate opportunity is, you know, let me reintroduce ISG to a lot of these suppliers. Let me introduce this member who's never, you know, been properly introduced introduce this supplier and, and and really help them create their own organic growth. I think mm. there's a big opportunity for that. Yeah, you probably know quite a lot of Jansan distributors. What do they, what do they think of the, the their peers or their re, the resellers in the office channel? Do they see them as potential competitors? Are they they don't care about the office side, or I mean, what, do they, what do they think? Yeah, it's, it's a great mm. question. Um, I've got um, a Jansan distributor uh, who I'm great friends with in the Midwest, um, who I've come to learn is a strong, a strong working partner with one of ISG's uh, members in the Midwest. They're actually complementary to each other's business. Uh, they recognize the difference in the models that they have. Uh, the Jansan distributor, for example, he doesn't want to, you know, pick an uh, each or, you know, a smaller package and deliver next day, um, nor does, at least in this example, the office products uh, set up to deliver cartons or pallets, uh, you know, a few days or, or even weeks later. So in some instances, I think they view themselves more as complementary. Uh, in the market than they do adversaries. Now, mm. if a certain yeah. RFP came out <laughs> and, you know, they were going toe-to-toe, -to -toe, I'm sure, you know, all's fair in love and war. But um, I think more, more often than not, uh, they have an opportunity to complement each other. You know, I, I think there's, there's such, a, I think the delineation, uh, the historical delineation of, of what a OP dealer is and a Jansan distributor is I, I think that's starting to blur more than it ever has before. Yeah. I think you look at distribution, and I think you could even say, are you independent distribution or are you private equity distribution, mm -hmm. right? Um, and that's not a shot, you know, in, in any regard. It's just how you know the business models have, have evolved, and mm -hmm. so um, I think there's so many similarities uh, between a you know Jansan distributor and a, and a historical office products uh, dealer that. You know, the family-run companies, you know, they, they treat their employees like family. Their delivery people are the front line and know the customers better than anybody. They're passionate about their customers' needs. They, they love the products they sell. They love providing solutions. So I think that there's more similarities and opportunity than there mm -hmm. is contention and differentiation. Yeah. Do you think the business models are so different that it's difficult to have successful M&A between a Jansan distributor uh, an op dealer yeah i think there's probably a lot of opportunity for synergy you know quite honestly uh, i think that you know if you look at a traditional jansan distributor you know they're going to be more stocking forward uh, they're going to be more product oriented they're going to have a different um, vantage point of the contacts within a customer uh, training as a key component for them um, office products dealers have a little bit of foray into that um, they're more solution selling. They may have less reliance 
on a stocking position. Uh, they're more on the carpet, you know, employees than potentially the concrete employees. So mm -hmm. I think if you have an ability to marry those two, that's a really powerful force. So mm -hmm. um, I'd like to really help connect a lot of our members with any of the Jansan distributors where that opportunity might be uh, yeah. a, a good one for them in their market. Yeah, and the, the National Association now, the, the Workplace Solutions Association, mm -hmm is owned by ISSA, which is the, the big Jansan yeah. uh, association. So mm -hmm. you, you've got that link there already, yeah. haven't you? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it'll be a great opportunity. So we're, it'll be interesting. You know, I'm hearing from a lot of our members mm. that they'll be at ISSA and, you know, they're active. <laughs> Again, they're, they're tenacious, right? So they're mm. going to actively look to diversify their business and take advantage of anything they can from ISSA. Yeah. As we saw at the, the OPI event th this week, there's a leap from selling transactional products to selling products with a service right. attached that requires a degree of sophistication uh, and skill and, and, and experience. And one one way that we've seen that is acquiring acquiring that knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, so again, that might lead to further further M and A yeah. between the channels. Yep. Mm. Yeah, mm. it definitely accelerates your position in the category for sure. Uh, mm. You know, you, you gain knowledge, you gain connectivity, you gain contracts, you gain a customer base. Mm. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of advantage to doing that. I think our members just have to decide where they see themselves realistically, you know, in, in the category. If it is Jansan, uh, where do you want to go? You know, mm. does that require investments in infrastructure uh, to stock product? You know, are you going to consider servicing uh, equipment? Um, you know, who are you going to align yourselves with in the various subcategories? So. You know, there's a lot of considerations to make, uh, but I think that there's just as much opportunity for those who, you know, just want to bolster their position in office Jansan. You mm. know, not going down, you know, dilution stations or systems or servicing and equipment. I think there's opportunity uh, for them all. Mm. What would you say for your membership is the biggest challenge mm. at the moment? Yeah, I, you know, I think there's a lot of uncertainty. Right. And maybe that's a bit of a cop out <laughs> on it, but I think uh, all of them are looking at it differently. Right. You know, whether it's challenges in getting back into the workforce, uh, whether it's labor on their own end, whether it's technology, whether it's supply uh, chain surety. Um, I think, you know, members have a myriad of challenges uh, nowadays. But I also think that, uh, again, uh, they're the most creative and, and driven to fight through those challenges. Mm. What do you know about the strength of Amazon and Amazon business in the business supplies channel? And how, how much has that been talked about since you've been here? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't uh, list that as a challenge, huh? but it certainly is. Um, it's growing, right? I mean, they see an opportunity in there. But I think where I am most encouraged about the challenge that Amazon presents is I, I've heard our membership say it over and over again, and I think they're spot on. We can't out Amazon, Amazon, right? Amazon is gonna do what they're gonna do. Uh, they're gonna be a force. But if our membership focuses on the differentiation, on the things that Amazon cannot do, uh, I think that provides them the best opportunity. You know, they've got, they've got support, they've got, um, they've got strong suppliers, they've got strong programs through ISG, they've got technology, they've got good staff out in the field. Uh, so, you know, how they can really differentiate and showcase themselves above and beyond Amazon, 
I think will make all the difference to mm. them uh, moving forward. Yeah. We've heard industry leaders recently expressing concern that certainly the smaller dealers might not have the resources when it comes to things like technology uh, and the use of, of AI to really to keep up. Um, how can ISG play a role in that? Yeah, I think we have to help them scale uh, programs that would be available to them um, and, and show them you know, where it's most meaningful in the business. I think that's one of the opportunities that even Industry Week provides we hear so much about. It's just that connectivity of our members and, you know, that free exchange of ideas uh, to help uh, one another learn for it. So, you know, I don't think anybody really has identified, you know, what answer AI is going to benefit uh, the, the biggest company all the way down. We've heard some, you know, uh, uh, different investments that large suppliers have made and I understand how that would make an impact on their bottom line and the efficiencies, and, and hopefully the independent dealer channel benefits from that in, mm -hmm. in some way, somehow. But um, it's definitely something that we are actively monitoring and looking for any opportunity we can to, again, bring that to the biggest spectrum of our membership. Mm. Okay. Just some final thoughts then about your, your the, you know, the start of your, your tenure as, as CEO of ISG? Yeah, I, I, I'm really excited. Uh, I think our, our member community is amazing. Uh, I think we have an opportunity, a great opportunity, again, to help be a fixture in our members' business. I think it's our responsibility uh, to make sure that they're strong in their programs, in their capabilities, in their resources, and, and really just be a partner in their success. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm greatly looking forward to the opportunity. Mm. Okay, it was a pleasure to meet you, and thank you for speaking to OPI. We yeah, appreciate that. Pleasure. Thank you, Andy. If you have got this far, then thank you for listening to this episode of OPI Talk. Please check out our website, opi.net, for news, interviews, analysis, and much more from the business products world. We've also got a great app that you can download from the App Store or Google Play. Just search for OPI Magazine. And we hope you will join us again soon for another episode of OPI Talk.